Hello and welcome, I'm Jo. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Door! We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Uh, <laughs> I've just completely lost my script. May I borrow yours? Oh, my word. Uh, apparently I need to sign Snooping. into Google Docs, which is perfect. Yes, because lifting the curtain is when we snoop around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. Then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. We certainly will. Thanks. Pass that back <laughs> Just to passing me. a phone over. Uh, you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our... <laughs> then there's our quick quiz. It's all going brilliantly. Where I quiver as Joe quixotically hopes I can answer a quintet of questions. Oh, my word. OK, and later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. And, of course, we then have... A, need a bit more background music there, Roddy. Um, I'm on the floor. I'm in a heap on the floor. <laughs> anyway, let me just tell you, we have the gorgeous Rachel McAllister in our spotlight woo, woo, interview today. Yeah, great. Also want to apologise if you hear... Lots of background noise at the moment. So um, <laughs> we're dealing with a few much, issues. Yeah, here. we are. But um, we're here live till midday across the Thames Valley on River Radio. Woo! Oh, Roddy! Great, uh, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy! You know what the- today is, don't you? Um, an absolute no, <laughs> Roddy. <laughs> it's our thirtieth birthday. Joe's got a sound effect on her phone. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, so it's not the best sound effect in the world, in, but I'm trying. I didn't bring any party poppers for real. But listen, with that introduction, we don't deserve any, do we? No, absolutely. <laughs> let's, should we just take ourselves off air? Um, anyway, happy 30th Thank you. Show. Oh, lovely. I'll take 30. Um, yeah, <laughs> so nice will to, I. Nice to celebrate a little birthday. Yeah. Uh, that is not the first time that Google has very kindly signed me out on the hour. It's like, great. No, really? I need this right now. Yeah, yeah. It seems to think, because I only look at this once a week, Yeah. it thinks, oh no, you're probably almost certainly an imposter, and signs me out just at the point where I'm using it for my script. So thank you very much, Google. I'm going to put you in the bin. <laughs> I went to Ireland this week. I went on a plane. Tell me, the, tell me. For the first time in ages, I went on a plane. And it made me, um, I didn't take a therapy dog with me. No, Whereas we'll, I don't... we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, yeah. right, you, you got, you're holding off on that, OK? Go on. No, no, go. Well, no, I was no, going to talk about my therapy dog. Talk about your therapy dog. Well, no, I don't have a therapy dog. I know. And some other people don't need one either, really. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Mr. LW. Yeah. Yeah. No, you tell, you tell well, the Well, I was going to do it there. I've got it here. Go. No. Well... Mr. Go. ALW, Lord ALW, yes. has managed to lie his way into having his dog on a plane. Now, quite a lot of people in America sort of fudged their way into having their favourite pet with them. Mm-hmm. And then he just decided he fancied having it and has used... Now, to be fair, part of me does think this is a legit excuse that after the absolute catastrophe of the Cats film, he should be allowed to have it because that's why he bought it. Right. And instead of providing a doctor's note sent them a link to the film. And they went, yep, no more proof required. Have the dog. So he's got this little Havanese puppy that he's taking to New York on a plane. But of course it'll be first class. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it'll probably have its own flipping seat. Yeah. But no, of course, there are loads of people that need therapy dogs. Mm. I mean, they're a real need. I think every family should be gifted a dog by the government. Good idea. (laughs) Yeah, let's get something good from them for a change. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. I like Smile on everybody's face. Yeah, good idea. Uh, I've inherited whatever cold you had last week. Oh, darling, I'm sorry. Anyone would think spending an hour in a room with somebody who passes germs around. I know, but we're not that close together. I mean, we're looking at opposite each other, aren't we? Very true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I forgot to tell you, I went to see Comedy of Errors at the RSC. Yeah, tell me. Which is great fun, and it's coming to the Barbican in November, mm. uh, right through into December. Huge fun. I mean, I saw it outdoors. It's going to be rather different at the Barbican, I'm mm. sure, but it was lovely. And did you see James Bond? I haven't been yet. Oh, we can't talk about it have yet. You, have you been? Yes. Oh, oh Roddy. I have failed twice thanks to unforeseen circumstances beyond my control. That's fine. You work very hard. It's fine. It's fine. But we'll talk about it. But, it, I, you know, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Also, I don't know whether you saw a few weeks ago our interview with Alison Fitzjohn, mm. uh, who's currently up in uh, the Sheffield Crucible doing her show there. Mm. Um, our interview with her got retweeted several times by not only the company, but also the writer, Morgan Lloyd Malcolm, who's very excited to oh. hear her. Awesome. Talking about clean breaks, so that was exciting. That's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I just love the fact that you can, you know, listen to any of the River Radio shows on um, oh, hello. Spotify and podcast. You know, it's just brilliant. It is handy to be able to listen back. Yeah, and we have people from all over the world. So, hello, Brian and Mona in Australia, oh. who are our most dedicated uh, listeners. <laughs> um, I hope you're enjoying the show uh, this evening in your time. Oh yeah, what what time is it there? Oh, it's about something hideous in the morning. Nine p.m. Oh right, I not too know. bad. Maybe eight p.m. So, not quite sure. Do you have hot cocoa in Australia? We do. All right, but maybe yeah. maybe not at this time of year. No, they're coffee addicts. They're so. just bracing for summer. Right, should we jump into Name That Show? Let's do it! Da, 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 ba, da, ba, ba. Name That Show. Oh. Were you about to sing a note? No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I love that. I no love it when idea. I get to, you know, fool you as well. Fox me. But yeah, it's it's a very well-known um, oh, right. song and yeah. show. Right. It's a very physical song. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give that you that why little I don't know it. clue. <laughs> um, but I'll leave it there. So that's your first clip. Let's do it again, Roddy. It yeah. sounds like it's about to get started. Well, there's a vocal that's about to go ah, in there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So if you know the name of the show that that song comes to, comes to, comes from, even. <laughs> oh, it's a great Thursday morning. Um, please email in joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio. Tell us what it is. Now, we have our leaderboard. We've got a couple of people that have been really brilliant and guess it on the first one. So there's Carol is really, really great. Yeah. Jesse. Jessie's just emailed Not in. There. She's got it again. Really? She's got it again on the first <laughs> guess. Jessie McCauley, well done. But I think she's going to be the person with the most stars at the moment. Really? Yeah. So what first happens guess. when you've got lots of stars? Is there oh, a prize? I, oh, there is going to be a prize. <laughs> on our 50th. <laughs> okay. I'll work it out. Um, but, oh, yep, Tony's got that one as well, and he's even got the name of the song. So well right. done, everybody, that's got that on the first. So, Roddy, why don't you have it? Well, because, as you said, it's physical, so I'm a bit more sedentary. Okay. Uh, But no, I don't know it. I I recognise the upbeat nature of it, but I can't tell you what it was from at all. All right. And it's the show we're after, right? It's the show. Um, Although some people have said what what the title of the song is as well. So extra little stars on my leaderboard sheet as well for you. So well done. Uh, So email in. Are you, Joe? You know, some days I really don't know, buddy. <laughs> uh, who am I? I am... Stumbled out of bed and you've tumbled to the kitchen. 
I've then you've myself. been to a well-known coffee store <laughs> and bought yourself a nice cup of ambition. Cup yeah. of ambition. <laughs> Who am I? I'm Joe Carter. I'm an Aussie. I'm 54 years old. I'm a musician, oh, we writer. Ages. Well, you know, uh, musician, writer, composer, author, director, Teacher. all those things. Teacher, yeah, all those things, yeah. Great. What are you? Who are uh, you? Who am I? What, what are you? My name is Colin. I'm <laughs> 24. I'm incredibly good looking. Absolutely ripped with a six pack. Currently sitting here shirtless uh, <laughs> after my week long tanning in Barbados. That's hilarious. Let's yeah. now go for the truth. Let's go for the my truth. My name's Roddy. I'm years old. I'm a professional actor, presenter, teacher, writer, host All of things. All those things. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Uh, now, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is something that's the main thing that stuck with you mm. from training. Because I say this having whistled up an escalator yesterday and been conscious that one of the things I've taken from my years at drama school, is yeah. something which my dance teacher called proprioception, which is an cool. incredibly posh word for being aware of yourself in time and space. Um, nice. Which is something that, amazingly, quite a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. as you bustle through, you know, mm. a busy ticketing hall or move through any kind of public space. It's amazing how many people can't realise that there are people around them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, uh, if you knew what was happening here right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's extraordinary how people don't don't glance behind them. You know, if you're no. driving, you obviously just check your blind spot before you move. Of course. Walking along, no, blissfully unaware, blinkers are on. I'm the most important person in the world. Yeah. Uh, probably the speed I'm going is the speed everyone behind me wants to move. Move <laughs> fast! Get out of my way! <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that's probably the thing that I've realised I've transferred from training into real life much more than anything else is... Okay. ...knowing where I am. What's stuck with I you? Like I like that. I haven't pre-warned you that I was going to ask you this. You haven't done anything. What have I taken away? Um, Probably that, and I don't know whether this was in training or just in upbringing and growth, but I would say that there is something that you can bring to the table that no one else can. That's nice, yeah. That everyone's unique. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's quite a... That's quite a blasé comment, isn't it? But... um, yeah, it's, the, it's that concept I'll get my that. Coat. <laughs> no, but it's that concept of, um, you know, you only you think the way you think. Only you have the experiences and the training of what you have. And, you know, bringing that to the room, whatever the room is, I think you've got to believe you have something and that your opinion is valid. And, you know, we can all agree to disagree on stuff. There's no problem with that. Yeah. You know, it's just respect and. You know, so you need to listen to me, Roddy, is what we're saying. Yeah, no, very good. I'm writing this all down, don't (laughs) worry. I'm sure some of it will come back in the quiz at some point. And then just something else that we fancied chatting about was those times when you're really impressed with the sort of level of skill that someone's displaying. Because you you did a choir tour and you were impressed with the the tech crew. Uh, As always. That's lovely. That's not what I was talking about, but that's absolutely fine. But I can make something up if you like. You've got a segue out of it. (laughs) Thanks very much. Come no, over the cracks for me. No, no, no. Something I've taken from um, this particular person when I was at um, the Conservatoire, we're doing this 80-voice choir, and it was just incredible. Vaughan Williams, beautiful. Um, but the conductor sort of sound-tested every single singer in the choir and made sure they were standing next to somebody... 80, did you say? Yeah, ...that um, gave the maximum amount of, uh, you know... Sound, tone, all those things. Yeah. It wasn't it was just about say volume. Welly. Yeah, which no, it wasn't <laughs> just about that. It's about the tone and everything. Because yeah. who you stand next to when you sing does affect you, actually. So you know, with all my vocal work that I've been doing um, for quite a while now, um, I always make sure that I'm really listening to voices and tones and making sure that people are, you know, with the person that's going to give the maximum amount of. of 
quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I'm usually asked to stand a little further away from oh, the yeah. microphone because oh, yeah. uh, there's quite a lot of quantity coming out, but the quality is a bit dubious. Right. So, okay. yeah, you do, do you want to come to one of my classes? <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> uh, should we lift the curtain? Let's do it. So this is where we go snooping around. We've uh, flung open the fire exit door here at Stage Door. Welcome on in. Uh, we're going to sneak backstage and tell you what's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Do like tiptoeing around and finding out yeah. little bits of juicy gossip. But I'm going to start with something quite sad. Oh. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you probably heard about it. But um, there was, a, unfortunately, a passing of one of... This country's best makeup and hair designers. Oh yeah, yes, Mark Pilcher. Yeah, that he is inf- sad. yeah, unfortunately passed away at age fifty-three um, a few days ago. He had been in the business, you know, fifteen years doing all the major shows like Company, Sunset, Boulevard, Aspects of Love, etc. Moved into um, film um, and has done like Mary Queen of Scots, Macbeth, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, you know he was he was head of makeup and hair design. I mean, like Mikey, it's huge. Yeah. And then just less than a month ago, he won his first Emmy. He won his first Emmy for. I've seen he was an Emmy award winner. Yeah, his work Incredible. on Bridgerton. Yeah, ah, which is the most watched show on Netflix. Yeah, so uh, it's a sad loss for the industry. Um, but thank you so much, Mark, for all that you have contributed. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I've got some good news, which is that uh, there's a show coming to the National Theatre, so mm-hmm. just jumping, looking slightly further east of the Thames Valley. Um, Wuthering Heights is coming. So okay. Emma Rice, who runs Wise Children, yep. she used to run The Globe, she was part of Knee High. Um, it's a co-pro with uh, Bristol of Vic and York Theatre Royal. They're doing Wuthering Heights. Now, interestingly, mm-hmm. uh, it's on in February and March. Why am I talking to you about I it in October? Know. Because tickets go on sale at midday. So the second this programme finishes, oh. if you are keen to see Wuthering Heights, which is, I mean, it was my mum's favourite book. It's yep. a lot of people's favourite novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible story told in, no doubt, an incredibly physical, bright, vibrant way. Mm. Uh, then tickets go on sale for that on the Nationals website at midday. And I suspect the reason it's booking now is that it's going to go like that so that is huge isn't it if you're keen to do it quite a good christmas present five months i mean how far are we before christmas now joe oh i know exactly how many seconds because (laughs) i love christmas are you mrs claus um the full casting of moulin rouge has been announced and uh, on our show on stage two on the 25th of march we interviewed the lovely adam gillian actor and he is uh, now in the cast of Moulin Rouge, which is fantastic. We have um, Jamie. Have you heard of Jamie Boggio? No. He's a writer grad and a writer as well himself. But this is his first professional debut as Christian. So that's really fantastic. Uh, Lucy LaFontaine, who was in Dream Girls, is playing Satine. Clive Carter, who has been in everything yeah, you can possibly think of. <laughs> oh, my word. He is a huge legend. Uh, he's playing Harold Ziddle. And Simon Bailey is the Duke, and he's just recently done Heather's Jersey Boys, Lay Me As We Were Rock You, etc. So that's going to be so exciting. I'm really looking forward to another uh, interview guest friend of ours, Alex Firth, who um, is 
working on the show as well. Oh, good. So we'll get the inside Give, track on that. Yeah, and maybe a little back, backstage tour if we can oh, manage yeah, it. Oh, please. You want to do that, Roddy? I haven't been backstage for a little while. Yeah. yeah getting a bit rusty. Uh, now, I'm sticking with the National Theatre for a minute because The Normal Heart, which has um, been described by Time Out in their four-star review as thrillingly urgent, mm. um, it's a revival of Larry Kramer's groundbreaking play. It's open to standing ovations, critical acclaim, but I get the feeling it hasn't sold well. Um, okay. And we've mentioned it on this programme before. It's set in the 80s, it's in New York, it's about a new virus infecting gay men and the rising death toll is ignored by the government and Ned Weeks uh, attempts to unite his community in their fight for recognition and the right to survive and Ned is played by Ben Daniels, another name who once you hear it you're like, hang on, I vaguely recognise that you Google his face and you're like, oh my giddy aunt, he's been in everything, he's just played Lord Snowden in the most recent um, series of The Crown He's in Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. He's the artist photographer in House of Cards, which is what I know him most from the um, uh, most recent Netflix version. He was in Rogue One, for goodness sake. And uh, the Nationals still got thousands of tickets for 20... mm, for some very cheap amount. Um, (laughs) And that's on until the 6th of November. I just get the feeling that they're pushing it because they haven't got enough bums on seats. So I think that'll be an incredibly story. It's clearly brilliantly told. um, And it's in the Olivier. And what greater excuse to get back into that wonderful space. No, absolutely. Um, can I tell you about Julian Clary's new show? Yeah, hello. Yeah, okay, so Julian Clary um, has written a kid's book called The Bolds. Have you heard of it? No. I have not. <laughs> I like that you asked that question as you saw my head duck below <laughs> the desk. Oh, well, he's there. He's clearly poised to reply. <laughs> no, I haven't. The Bolds. Okay, so it's a cute little, um, little book. Uh, the Bolds are just like you and me. They live in an ordinary house, an ordinary street, and they love to laugh, but there's one slight difference. They're actually hyenas. <laughs> but how long can they keep their beastly secret under their hats? Join Mr. and Mrs. Bold um, and their twins, Betty and Bobby, as they never get work, school and friends, whilst trying to hide their hairy tails and keep up their disguise living as humans in the quiet suburban I town like of Teddington. Um, anyway, so what's really great is um, it's coming to the Unicorn Theatre from the 14th of December to the 31st. Brilliant. Unicorn's sensationally good at kids' shows. Yeah, and it's got um, the lovely David Ahmad as Fred. Yeah, uh, that's my friend. Yes. Yeah, we've had him on. Yes. In fact, he told me that something was coming and he couldn't tell us what it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, this there we is go. it. This ah. is why, yeah, there we go. Anyway, some great things. But um, I just think it's so important for kids to have really great time in the theatre because at the end of the day, if they love theatre, the West End will keep going. Yeah, very true. Building the new generation of audiences. Mm-hmm. Um now, I mentioned that, uh, that something wasn't selling. The good news is a couple of things have extended. Camp Siegfried's extended. That's mm-hmm. on uh, for an extra week into the 16th of October. That's at the Old Vic. And Anything Goes, which had already extended to October the 31st, has extended again to November the 6th. So it's just teetering forwards a week at a time. And? Yeah. Sorry, are you going to... Yeah, I am, but you do it. Okay. Well, and of course, they're going to then stream the show. Ah. Is this different That news? wasn't what I was going to okay. say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, fun. As you can tell, we've really rehearsed. <laughs> uh, so Anything Goes is going to be shown in cinemas in late November. So it finishes on the 6th of November at the Barbican, and then it will be then on in film. I'm definitely going to go and try and catch it live, because one of the things I'm excited about is that replacing Sutton Foster and Felicity Kendall, mm-hmm. respectively, are Rachel York and Hayden Gwynn. Yes, uh, I love Hayden My Gwynn. friend Al told me about this and I got very excited because Hayden Gwynn is brilliant. I know. I mean, isn't she just fantastic? She's fantastic. Yeah. And you might know from Drop the Dead Donkey or I Love Her in the Windsors playing mm-hmm. an evil Camilla. More on evil Camilla <laughs> in a second. Um, and she was in Rome as well, that incredibly um, uh, sultry adaptation mm. of uh, life in uh, ancient Rome. 
But yes, uh, Felicity Kendall, obviously brilliant in The Good Life, but Hayden Gwynn, I can't I wait to see. And Legend. also just sort of sidestepping the incredibly awkward uh, Sutton Foster incident from earlier on mm-hmm. in the year. Rachel York toured it. She took over her in the US, so she's going to be equally as sensational. Absolutely. But you get Hayden Gwynn, so I'm definitely going to go to that. Now, as we mentioned, that's going to be streaming on um, cinema. Yeah. Um, but there's also another one. So they've just announced that the current UK tour of Rocky Horror is also going to be streamed in cinemas from the 28th of October. So if you're a Rocky Horror fan, that's going to be a really good way of getting to see the latest uh, production. I do love that because, uh, like my dad, for instance, can't always get to London, yeah. but you can then see some... I mean, it's not always London either, you know. These mm. things are streaming um, on NT Live mm. and various other platforms to cinemas, which means that you can c- grab your popcorn. If your local and cinema's got some of those reclining seats... And watch you can the have... gorgeous Andrew Scott do present <laughs> 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 after. I've got some more than Andrew Scott in a little while. All right. uh, anyway, let's have a little break for some music and then we'll keep poking around in the curtain. Awesome. Bruce Bog Trotter. Yes, miss. You liked my cake, didn't you, Bruce? Yes, Miss Trunchbull. And I'm very oh, sorry. No, 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 no. As long as you enjoyed the cake, that's the main thing. Is it? Yes, bog trotter it is. Oh, well, I did. Thank you. Wonderful, marvellous. That makes me so happy. It gives me a warm glow in my lower intestine. Oh, cook. like you are not full until you have eaten the entire cake. But! No buts, you haven't got time for but eat. But he can't eat at all! Headmistress, he'll be sick! He should have thought of that before he made a pact with Satan and decided to steal my cake! Well, eat. He can't! Eat! He surely can't! Eat! He might explode! Eat! A single slice or even two Come on, Bruce. Do it. Silence! 
That was me just then. <laughs> That's not on the track. That was me. Um, that is obviously uh, Bruce's song from the wonderful musical Matilda. This is River Radio, and you can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live, and you can even tell Alexa, play River Radio Live. We're also podcasts on Spotify. Listen, there's nowhere you can't hear us. So, <laughs> you know, tune in. We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, now, we're just poking around backstage, rifling mm-hmm. through the costume rails. I've got a couple of things internationally. Mm. Um, the first is Six has opened on Broadway, yes, which is so exciting. I think they managed one preview before they got shut mm-hmm. down last year. So really lovely that they're finally open. That's something to celebrate. A hit British show that's opened on Broadway. Also, speaking of Brits on Broadway, Daniel Craig and Ruth Negger are bringing Macbeth to yes. Broadway. Um, they're doing it for 15 weeks from the end of March 2022. So it's still a way away, but it's obviously just been announced because do you know who the producer of that show is, Joe? No. It's Barbara Broccoli. So anyone would think that, uh, fond of her lead from the Bond films, uh, she's prepared to back him on stage as well and has put out a press release saying as much like he's an incredible stage star as well, really excited to welcome oh, that's him. Nice. And because she knows it's going to sell. She's oh. a canny businesswoman. <laughs> That's what we need. Another bit of gossip from overseas as well is that they've just announced plans on Broadway for a stage adaptation of the 2012 film Silver Linings Playbook that starred Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Did you ever see that film? No. Oh, come on. Have, that, I, have I watched it sort of half asleep on a sofa late at night? Very, very some, possibly. I mean, yeah. it is 2012 now, so it's nearly... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that yeah. far ago. Um, nine years ago. But it's a, really, it's a really interesting show, really interesting film. So it's quite exciting that the, the plans are afoot for Broadway for it to be a musical. Nice. Um, so, yeah, really interested in that one. Now, speaking of musicals on Broadway, they have filmed for Netflix and released uh, Diana the Musical. <sighs> now, this has been described by viewers on Netflix as, quote-unquote, the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, um, uh, One review called it wildly crass. The Evening Standard gave it one star, and I love some of this. Diana has a wig that makes her look like Claire Balding. It introduces <laughs> herself as a kindergarten helper rather than the daughter of an earl. Also, we don't have kindergartens in the UK. And then winces at, uh, this is the reviewer wincing at, the schlocky lyrics made me feel like I was being bludgeoned over the head by a commemorative crockery set. They go from the <laughs> lamentable feel the groove even royals need to move no. to the nonsensical hearts bend, break, burst and sever. Do they? Uh, the Guardian said, though, it's the year's most hysterically awful hate watch. So if you enjoyed Cats, <laughs> if you had a lovely time throwing things this at your TV screen, get involved you. with Diana the Musical. I came home the other day, Al sitting on the sofa, his mouth, jaw to the ground, like aghast. He was like, this is just a I, thing in itself. I'm a bit speechless that even it's... <laughs> They've even made it. I don't know how. How? And we, you know, Memphis is brilliant. The writer created Memphis. Wonderful. He's also working at the minute, I think up in Manchester, on Tom Jones, the musical, based on the novel with the music of Tom Jones. So he's got, he's got some interesting ideas, clearly going through a bit of a, a British phase at the minute. But yeah, if you enjoy Diana the Musical on Netflix, do let us know your reviews, Roddy or Joe at River.Radio. I'm a bit aghast. So is this Joe De Pietro? Yeah, yeah. Who I talked about last week. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <gasps> musical. Yeah, extraordinary. Right, let's oh. round off lifting the curtain with our pick of the week. Yeah, we have a good one, Roddy. Yeah, it's a little local one. It is a local one, and I'm really quite excited. So this is, um, there's a few little things I wanted to talk about that you've sort of 
beat me to it, but I must get back to that, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Some of the other stuff, because it's some really good stuff. But at Norden Farm, there is a wonderful little show. I shouldn't say little, but it kind of is, um, called Catch of the Day. And it's really, really sweet. I've seen some um, sort of trailers about it, and I'm actually quite keen to go and see myself. It's presented by Red Fox Theatre. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, Supported by uh, Arts Council and Norden Farm. But it's set in Ireland, 1966. Mm. It's based on a two-story. An ordinary skipper sails into the sleepy town of Dingle with a very unusual catch. Chaos immediately ensues in this unbelievable two-story. The ridiculous series of events include the head of the Irish government, a publican who happens to be an amateur marine biologist, a magical dolphin, the actual Queen of England, and a whole bunch of really confused nuns. So it's it's... Lovely because it's, you know, set in the west of Ireland um, in a pub and it's built actually from testimonies of those who remember the real thing. And it's, it's hilarious. It was shortlisted for the best musical at Edinburgh Fringe. Wow. Has achieved critically acclaimed sellout shows in London and now it's coming to Norden Farm. Now this is all on the 15th of October, so Friday week, tomorrow yeah. week, 8pm. And tickets are really greatly priced. So Expect a cracking night out with, I can't say that. Is that a pun on Kraken? Yeah, I tried. Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't a really good one. Um, Catch of the day. That's our pick of the week. Um, As I said, it's shortlist of best musical at Edinburgh Fringe. It it honestly looks hilarious and I'm really, really interested in seeing it. The cast member there that you mentioned is almost certainly the dolphin. Oh. Real dolphin. <laughs> I mean, that's excellent. Yeah, Queen of England, dolphin. dolphin. Yeah, cool. yeah. Now, can we park lifting the curtain there because it's bulging, or do you have anything else no, essential? No, I, I can. We'll tie that over to next week. Time, yeah. Oh my goodness, so much is happening now. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of lots happening, here's the second part of Name That Show. I like the vibe. Yeah, come Still on, you know no, that one? Absolutely no idea. Roddy. No, don't know it. Got to get your act together, mate. Let's play it one more time. Okay. Before I was born late one night, my papa said everything's all right. I haven't got my act together yet. I don't know what it is. Okay, now I know this is radio, but if I did this to you and I'm doing some hand actions that aren't rude, yeah. does that help <laughs> you at all? I'm getting 60s. Uh, okay, all right, we'll, we'll leave it there. If you know the name of that show, please email in to River. No, even River. <laughs> river at River.radio. Email in to Joe at River.radio or Roddy at River.radio and tell us what the show is. Not the song, but the show. We've already had successful people email in, and that is fantastic. Managed to identify it. You know, you might know from the lyrics now. And uh, I feel I can't help but feel like both of us need turning off and back on again. We need an essential <laughs> IT reboot here. Our brains are not working this morning, uh, which is excellent introduction to the quiz. Okay, Roddy, don't worry. This is going to be a real breeze for you. And this <laughs> yeah, is sort sure. of back to basic, easy stuff now. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Yeah, yeah so build your confidence. Question one. Which musical features songs like Get Me to the Church on Time, The Rain in Spain, and I Could Have Danced All Night? Okay, good. Yes, I do know that one. Good. Having been told that these are easy, I'm now nervous that if I get them wrong, I look like a No, you'll be fine. Blanker. And so all our listeners, it's nice and easy. Question two. What is the crime made by Roxy Hart in the musical Chicago? 
What was the crime that Roxy Hart did in the musical Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Question three. In the musical Mary Poppins, what happens in the very last scene? Uh, what yeah. is the very last scene of Mary Poppins? Right, yeah. Uh, question four. The musical Legally Blonde is the story of a sorority girl named Elle Woods who enrolls in which university? Not a clue. Well... Don't know. Not seen it. Okay. I can picture the cover. It's all very pink and there's a dog. Yeah, that is true. But just think, I mean, American (laughs) universities. Love them all that's only trying (laughs) pink. Use that brain. And question five. Kiss Me Kate is a musical version of which Shakespeare play? Uh, Wow. Okay. Yes, got it. Yes? Okay. Again, not seen it. All right. So the, the questions, uh, what musical, Get Me to the Church on Time, Crime Made by Roxy Hart in Chicago, Last Scene of Mary Poppins, University that Elle Woods from Legally Blonde went to, and Kiss Me Kate, which Shakespeare? Right, we've got two minutes. I need help with questions two and four to Roddy at River.Radio, please. What you don't know about women, what you don't know about women, Shelf of books. You are the type of man who looks for understanding lovers, but never understands the girl who lies beneath the covers. You only have to open up your mouth to show what you don't know, and you don't know about women. A woman needs to be assured that she. I've seen it, gotta mean it. What you don't know about women, what you don't know about women, is what we need to hear. You think if you can sound sincere, then we'll come running to you. Throw in some truth for atmosphere, but we can see right through you. And every hollow compliment and praise defines and underlines what you Discretion, no jack about heartache. Try to save with your feelings. You only wink at commitment. You're running low on emotion. What you don't know about women, you're drunk with emotion. Nearly time for the answers. What was that song, Joe? That was uh, What You Don't Know About Women from City of Angels musical. Oh, nice. Oh, there goes the buzzer. Oh, crikey. Okay, go on then, hit me. Okay, so question one, which musical features songs like Get Me in the Church on Time, The Rain in Spain, I Could Have Danced All Night? My Fair Lady. Correct. Yes. What is the crime made by Roxy Hart in the musical Chicago? She killed her husband? Close. Murdered her lover, yes. Right, okay. They I'll all seem you- to have killed... Yeah, I'll give you give you that, but it was I'm, love and not Shall husband. I have a quiet one? 
Yeah. <laughs> like a half, half In the musical Mary Poppins, what happens in the very last scene? So there's a whole lot of kite stuff, and then she goes and stands by the door and talks to her parrot, and then she flies off. That's right. Yes. She flies into the sky with her umbrella. Uh, the musical Legally Blonde is a story of the sorority girl named Elle Woods who enrolls at which university? Um, uh, Harvard. Yes. Was it? <laughs> you had about three to choose yeah, from, yeah. Yeah, one of the Ivy League. <laughs> uh, Kiss Me Kate is a musical version of which Shakespeare play? Taming of the Shrew. Correct. Roddy, you got five out of five. Well, I did four, four and a half, but I'll take it. It's not too bad. That's it's better, better than previous. Pretty uh, good. Previous well done. Rare success. Great. Well, look, it's almost time now for us to hack open the vault. Okay. So if you could um, just come with me. There we go. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Right. Just pass me my coffee quickly. Yep. Oh, ah, there you go. Just a little bit, a little bit hot Yeah. There, there oh, we go. Gosh, oh, Don't take a jumper off. There's not enough room. <laughs> and the letter today is P. Okay. And P is for people Places and things. Oh, I love that. Incredible show. Now, I have done everything in my power not to restage it and tour it, but to mm. check if it's on anywhere. I'm afraid it's not. So this is mm. very much just a tease. Mm. Um, but uh, People, Places and Things, if you missed it, is one of those things it's worth knowing about. So that mm-hmm. I'm always a big fan of debunking jargon. So if ever anyone is a bit unsure about something, they can feel confident if something comes up in conversation to know what somebody else is talking about. Sure. So Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, for instance, yes. people talk about as a hit show. This, for me, is a sort of visually, same designer, inverse. So whereas the set yep. for Curious is black, the set for People, Places and Things is white. white yep. Um, it was first done in 2015 at the National mm-hmm. in the Dorfman, previously the Cottesloe, the really cute small space. Uh, and then it moved to Wyndham's, to the West End, and then ultimately to Broadway with Denise Goff, the star in it. Now, mm-hmm. it's by Duncan Macmillan, yes. um, and Denise Goff was just remarkable in it. She won an Olivier for it, yeah. and she'd been about to quit acting. And Isn't that incredible? In it. Now, there's, yeah. it, it was so exciting. Uh, the opening is her in, I think it's a Chekhov play, um, and it's... It's all slurred and it's all very loud and she's bumbling around and you're like, Mm. what on earth is going on? And then you realise that she's absolutely tanking on stage because she's drunk and the Mm -hmm. rest. So she's not able to handle herself. She can't remember her lines. And then bang, you wake up in a rehab clinic. Yeah. And it's essentially all about an actress denying her need for help um, and somebody who you feel enormous empathy for mm. um, who needs support. Uh, and she's battling wills with a psychologist who's trying to help her. But I just remember um, absolutely cackling with laughter. And as you know, I have a, a noticeable laugh. Do you, Ruddy? <laughs> I was yes. in the gods and there's a moment in scene one, you know, after that prologue, which cannot be repeat, repeated sure. because the rude is two word. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the rudest two word, as I said, and it was so funny because you weren't expecting it. It was poignant as well. It was moving, absolutely dazzlingly staged. And from the gods, we heard <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not very good at faking it, which, no. which people do think it is. A friend of mine oh, once no. in an audition um, thought I was faking it, and years later, and I hadn't realised that's actually your laugh. I thought you were patronising. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I only laugh if it's real. Um, but it's spectacular, and I've tried to find. 
some sort of visual material for mm. it online. And actually the trailer's not good. It doesn't do it justice no. um, because it looks like it's a sort of worthy movement piece. Mm. Whereas actually um, the strobing lights that they used in some of the movement sequences just represented the multiple facets of a character because they had some other actresses in wigs who looked a bit like her moving through. So it made That's it look right. like a sort yeah. of split personality thing. Mm. Um, and it was part of essentially just a clever set change that mm. took you from that starkly lit white clinic to things like a group therapy session, which then she erupts out of um, and then to an empty bedroom at her mum's house but I've got just a couple of vox pops as they call them which is essentially people just talking from press night from Andrew Scott sexy mm-hmm. priest as you mentioned earlier and mm-hmm. um, Ian Hislop one of my faves Jessica Hines brilliant in 2012 and Frank Skinner this is from press night in the West End and look this is them saying that it's good as well so it's not just me I thought it was absolutely extraordinary, yeah, totally life-affirming and beautiful, and Denise was just out of this world. I thought it was terrific. Um, it's beautifully written. It's both quite tragic and funny at the same time. When you watch an actor being that brilliant, it's quite exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I agree with all of the sentiments yeah. of the previous speakers. But also, Roddy, you know, people can order this as a play and read it at home. They don't have to go and see it. They True. can, you know, order any of these. I mean, I have this in my in my. Um, Collection, bookcase, book library <laughs> in the west wing of your house. I love the fact that the title is People, Places and Things is something that you're told in rehab, as I understand yeah. it, to hold on to things. And also, for a long time, it's what popped up in the Facebook search bar. Mm. Uh, Facebook, you know, did really well this week. Uh, they're having an absolute lovely time of it. Uh, anyway, right. that, there's obviously no song from that. So No, uh, but we very, very shortly have got the most amazing interview with Rachel McAllister. How exciting! You're listening to River Radio, online at River Radio on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast, as Joe mentioned, on Apple and Spotify. We're coming soon to DAB and coming right now, our Spotlight interview. So here on River Radio, Stage Your Programme, we have a special treat. We have the lovely Rachel McAllister with us. Now, Rachel is an actor muso who has an amazing skill set that we're going to hear all about. Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Joe. It's really nice to chat to you. And of course, from that little introduction, we all know that you are from... Scotland. <laughs> uh, gorgeous, gorgeous accent. Fantastic. I, if you don't mind, would like to go right back to the beginning. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. What happened first with you? Was it your love of performing or was it instruments, music? What came first? So believe it or not, when I was really young, I was actually really, really shy. And the thought of talking in front of other people filled me with absolute dread. Now at home, I was making up shows and dance in front of everybody and making all the family watch me. But in front of other people, not into okay. that. And so I ended up falling into playing instruments because the teacher from the big school came down to our primary school and played Coronation Street on the trumpet. Wow. And I thought it was fantastic. They said, we'd have too many trumpet players at high school. We need trombones for the band so you can play the trombone. So you can imagine little three foot me going home and telling my parents, a music teacher from high school thinks I'll be great at learning an instrument. And they were like, oh, great. What's it going to be? And I say, the trombone. <laughs> and they're like, 
Can you even hold it, carry it? On the trombone, there's six positions that your slide goes in and I couldn't even reach the last one oh, when I started. It was, yeah, it was hilarious. And I mean, I feel bad for my parents because they had a good five or six years of just terrible, terrible sounds coming from <laughs> up the stairs. So it's, it started with music for me mostly. And I played in bands and orchestras and met loads of people and, and was really interested in it. But um the turning point to into musical theatre was actually my grandparents took me to see Chicago in the King's Theatre in Glasgow mm-hmm. and they thought I would like it because the band are on stage and you can you can see all the, the instruments but yeah. I was just like oh my goodness these performers are I want to be them I don't I don't want to be sitting in the band I want to be one of those guys and by chance I was 15 and I was walking down Buchanan Street which is a a major shopping street in Glasgow I was going to meet my friend at the cinema and someone handed me a a flyer for a summer school the RSAMD um, which is now the Royal Conservatory of Scotland and it was a five week long musical theatre summer school where you you went every day from eight to five and at the end you did a show and someone just handed me this flyer I took it home to my mum and said I think I'd quite like to do that and she went all right okay and then I went and I Johnny McKnight who's quite a a big director in Scotland he directed it which was amazing and all these people all of a sudden were telling me oh you you could do musical theatre you know you're you're quite good at this so hang on a second so you hadn't done any singing or dancing up until this point or acting I'd done, you know, baby ballet, hello toes, goodbye toes when I was three, but uh, no, I I sang karaoke when we went on holiday, but no, no training whatsoever. I liked drama at school, but nothing until I was 15 and did this summer school. Technically, Um, that's, that's quite late really isn't it yeah it is like especially in terms of dance generally people start really young but I was just like so naive had no idea (laughs) then obviously had something otherwise it wouldn't yeah I I, I don't know I think I think I was just really in the right place at the right time for that I met the head of dance from Knightswood the dance school of Scotland which in case your listeners don't know is it's kind of like the Brit school in Scotland it's a, it's a fully oh, funded it's it's primarily a dance school so you go to school and do your academic subjects and then after school and when you have free periods you do musical theatre or dance mm-hmm. um so I got to go there for my fifth and sixth year of high school so it's kind of like sixth form and start my training properly there I was just so lucky that I got to do that and um, but yeah I was brand new to dance had absolutely no idea what I was doing it was hilarious yeah. <laughs> at this point how many instruments did you play so I started with trombone when I was about 10 and then I took keyboard lessons for a while because it helped me to understand how it all worked and I played in a lot of jazz bands and I was really jealous of the really pretty girls that sat in the front row playing the saxophone so I kept saying oh I'd really love to play the saxophone I'd love to play the saxophone and then one Christmas my dad had went into McCormick's which was a music shop in Glasgow to buy me something for my trombone and saw this saxophone for sale and just bought it and didn't even wow. tell my mum or anything, just bought it. And then on Christmas Day, gave me it as a surprise, um, which was hilarious wow. because my mum didn't even know it was there. And so I started playing that at school as well. But then my dad used to be in a band when he was young. He played all over Glasgow and he played bass, but also mm-hmm. guitar. So from when I was about three, I was getting forced you know, until it's like, Here, here's your guitar, You're going, this is an A, and I'd be like, I don't want to play the guitar, and it's tough, <laughs> you'll learn. So, yeah, so I started accumulating 
instruments. And I think for me, it's just a curiosity of when I see someone play something, I want to know how you do it. So I've, I've branched out a little bit. When I went to drama school, we used to get music lessons as part of our course because we're an actor music course. And the hours would kind of rack up across the board and the head of music very kindly said, there's some extra hours, do you want some extra lessons? And so I took a couple of violin lessons, as which you I do. don't recommend. It's so so don't employ you as a violinist, is that what you're saying? No, I did play it in a show, just a little bit of pizzicato stuff, but not, not well. I also played, I played four bars of cello in a show once, and that was also not great. And then I started trying to learn the clarinet, which I've been trying to do for about six years, and I really tipped my hat to clarinet players because... I've played a lot of instruments in my time and clarinet is the okay. hardest instrument to get a good sound out of. I'm really in awe of clarinet players. Okay. So let's just pause for a moment. So after the school that you went to, that you said you were lucky to get into, you then went and studied at the place you did your summer school? Yes. I kind yeah. of, I did a full circle thing. I had a brief stint at St Andrews University where I went to study oh. maths for a little while. Maths? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, just for one year, I had a moment of madness where I thought, do I really want to put myself through a life of rejection and hard work and potentially never getting anywhere? Or do I want to go and study something more secure? So I went and studied maths for a year and thought, nah, this isn't for me. I'm not... I'm, I'm not built yourself. that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I went back to the Royal Conservatory of Scotland and did my professional training there where it all began so that was that was really nice for me really nice for me especially doing our showcase on the stage that I did my first performance on that's fantastic that's amazing okay so let's fast forward a little bit now you've graduated you're fully professional tell me some of the great jobs that you've done since then yeah so the biggest job that I've done was I did a UK tour of the Dusty Springfield musical, Son of a Preacher Man. We toured all over the UK and went over to Ireland and it was such a fantastic experience getting to play my instruments and be in a show and tour the country and see all these different places. So as an actor muso, you're on stage playing instruments and acting roles as well. Yes, yes, yeah. you do all of it. So in Son of a Preacher Man, I played the trombone, the alto saxophone and the tenor saxophone. Mm-hmm. Plus I had speaking parts with no instruments, plus singing parts with no instruments, plus singing parts with instruments, plus dancing around on stage whilst holding a trombone, all of the above. Yeah, so that's that's really the life of an actor muso, isn't it? you got to be prepared to do all of it at the same time. And it's not like being in the pit orchestra or anything like that or being even a musician on stage that's sat there doing it. You are at a role from start to finish aren't you yeah definitely for sure you have to find a reason why your person on stage is holding a trombone at any given moment (laughs) it has to become an extension of you essentially you know for a female trombone player I mean that's quite unusual I mean do you know how rare you are in this country there's eight of us that are highly skilled on spotlight so oh. there's eight of us yeah That's it. yeah which I mean you think oh eight maybe quite a lot but then when you look at the highly skilled of any other instrument on UK spotlight directory there's 
thousands but there's there's eight female trombone players two of them are based trombone players I actually know most of them and um, actually one of my best friends is an actor musical trombone player who is also called Rachel and whenever there's a show casting we usually go in one after another okay and are you so, known as Scottish Rachel then? Uh, yeah and she, she's scouse so yeah <laughs> awesome. awesome yeah so what other shows and roles would you like to be doing or are coming up for you in the future I'm quite obsessed with the world of actor musicianship and I think that it's become really popular in the past couple of years to do actor musician shows. One reason is that it's much cheaper to employ actors who play than it is to have a whole cast and a whole band, especially when you're touring because there's just so much involved in the logistics. And so I really care about actor musicianship being for a reason and being good mm. being a good actor musician show and not just a show that has music in it for the sake of it and so my dream life would be I would love to do actor musician Sweeney Todd and play Mrs Love It obviously and, <laughs> and and then also I think that Chicago would be a fantastic actor musician show I'd love to direct that and do cell block tango with six instruments that all switch but now we've had a global pandemic I don't know if you can do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> maybe not <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just another brief question before we, we say goodbye to you, Rachel. What would you recommend for people that play some instruments and but you also kind of maybe want to be performing? What do you suggest for them? The main thing is to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's people think that playing an instrument is really glamorous and it's not it's just hours in your bedroom by yourself mm-hmm. playing scales. It's a lot of dedication and a lot of dull hard work what I would say is that do the thing that you have to do so if you feel that performing something you have to do then go for it but it's never going to be what you expect you follow the formula you go to drama school you work really hard you graduate you do well you get an agent and then you think that it's going to be a straight line okay I'm going to get an ensemble in this show and then I'm going to move up the ladder and I'm going to do this and it's never like that it's a big squiggly line you're going to go and do, you're going to go and do amazing big jobs that you love you're going to do big jobs that you think are terrible you're going to do little weird regional theatre things that you think are going to be rubbish but then turn out to be incredible and it's never it's never going to be the trajectory that you expect and and that's okay do it if you love it do it because it makes you happy you don't get into this business to make loads of money or to be famous regardless of what people think (laughs) to get a different job (laughs) very true It, it doesn't matter how talented you are what actually matters is if you're nice to work with if you're a nice person yeah, it's not a competition, is it? It's room for all of us. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's definitely room. So, awesome. Listen, thank you so much, Rachel, for giving us your time. I'm thrilled. Uh, a lot of our listeners wouldn't know, but you're actually in Marlow once a week, aren't you? Teaching students, which is fantastic. Teaching the kids is absolutely a joy in my life and I love it. Rachel, thank you for being on River Radio Stage Door. Thanks for having me. Oh, wow. Well, that that makes me feel good about being able to play the recorder and only the recorder. (laughs) Isn't she fantastic? She is awesome. One of eight. Brilliant. Right, let's polish off Name That Show. Name That Show. How low can you go? How low can you go? How low can you go? 
How low can you go? Come on, Woody. I love it. No idea what it no? is. It's great. How okay. low can you go? Well, everybody else in the world seems to know what it is, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> go on, put me out of my misery. What is it? Okay, the musical that that comes from is Grease. Oh, very and it's Born good. to Hand Jive. Born, that's what it's called, is it? It's called Born, Born to Hand Jive, and it's from Musical Grease. Remember, I saw about half of it at 2am a couple of years ago. I haven't really oh, paid attention to on, it. I know, I'm sorry. So do I need to see it? Is it essential viewing? This, this is great, because it's, you know, very technically difficult jiving with your hands. Is that what, <laughs> is that what all that tem- semaphore was you were yes, doing earlier? How low can you go? I do like it. Yeah, I must watch it. What else? What are other hit tunes from that show that I'd know? Hopelessly devoted to you. Is that from Grease? Listen, <laughs> Grease Lightning. Everyone, I knew Sandy. Sam can't believe it. Sam's just incredulous. I know. How low? I'm can trying, you go? Sam. I'm trying. How low can you go? Is, how low can you go in the second that's, half? That's to do with limboing. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, Well, I'm sorry. Well, we'll play you out with a full track of something from a film I've not really watched. Oh. But, but, but this week... Stay tuned to Stage Door, yeah, Roddy. Yeah, please do. You I need this need more to than learn. anybody else. Join <laughs> us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more... From, from the, the Stage Door. And here is Grease. Tomorrow he was gonna hand job.